the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. My name is Mark Longoria. I'm the Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. Thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas. Uh, This particular program is called Church of the Week, and it's my honor every week at this same time to introduce you to a pastor in and around our area. Our desire as you continue to listen to God's Word by these means, by this radio station, is that you would also be uh, pushed and propelled to uh, unite yourself to a local community church. We, uh, we're we so grateful that we have media, we have different means of hearing God's Word, whether it's podcasting or radio or television or fill-in-the-blank, but we never want it to be a substitute for the local community church. We always want you to know that it is important to us that you know that uh, that we should all be a part of the local community church, someone that you can go to and call your pastor and seek biblical counsel and different uh, ups and downs in your life, uh, that you'd gather around people that you call your brothers and sisters in Christ, that you can encourage and also be encouraged by them. So that's why we have this program called Church of the Week. And today in studio we have Pastor Linda Baumheckel. She's a pastor of uh, Universal City United Methodist Church in Universal City. Pastor, welcome to the studio. Hi, thank you, Mark. Well, thank you for being here today. And uh, our time together is just going to be to get to know you and get to know uh, all about the ministry. So let's kind of start off with, with you. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I've only been in Universal City 10 months, um, and we've had a dynamic 10 months together in our, our parish and I have really enjoyed San Antonio. I did come from Corpus Christi, where I pastored uh, St. Paul United Methodist there. Very good. Um, and so how did, how did you get into ministry? Let's just kind of go back a few years. How, and, you know, okay. Growing up, did you realize at some point you were going to do this? Did you have other dreams? And did those get hijacked? Or what exactly happened in your life? I, I find God is so creative because... Um, I was always a part-time music uh, director in churches um, that started even in college. And during that and everywhere that I moved or lived, people would say, are you sure you're not called to being a pastor? (laughs) And I would resist that. And uh, however, you know, God really got a hold of me when I had a full-time position in West Texas. Um, And I really felt for me that uh, the music ministry was too much of a box because I felt more even evangelistic. I really wanted to break down the walls. So um, I began a process in candidacy in the United Methodist Church and got my Master of Divinity and uh, interned in uh, Kingsville, Texas and Rivera. And then I ultimately had my first appointment, which is done through the Methodist Church in uh Corpus Christi at yeah. St. Paul, and then uh, was there for four years, was ordained, and now I am 
the very, very blessed pastor of Universal City. Now, did you grow up attending the uh, United Methodist Church? Um, I thank my parents because they, they just wanted me to find God. I was uh, baptized in the Presbyterian Church, but when I got older, my friends really loved the youth group in the Methodist Church. Mm. And it was by that grace that um, and that program that I really began to know who Christ was. And my parents blessed me to go to my own church. Yeah. And, um, and so that's where that connection with this denomination began. That's fantastic. I'd like for you to elaborate a little bit. Tell us about the United Methodist Church. Maybe people have known God for a while, have mm-hmm. accepted Jesus as their Lord and the Savior, don't really know about the, the denominations or the differences between one and the other, and it's not to, not to create any divisions. I'm just right. talking about, can you uh, tell us a little bit about the United Methodist Church? Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, People may be going, wow, you've got, you're speaking to a senior female ordained pastor. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good news. And yeah. we always say that, uh, who, who proclaimed that Christ was risen? Uh, God chose a woman. That's right. And the United Methodist Church has been ordaining women for well over 50 years. And, uh, so that's a unique aspect to recognize the gifts of women in ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United Methodist Church, um, is known for, um, um, of course, John Wesley in terms of a founder, but he never intended to create a church. But he brought a lot of holiness to um, to the body of Christ. He brought small group uh, concepts that we enjoy today. Uh, also, he had an intense passion for social justice. Hmm. And all of those elements feed into the life of our denomination, um, we also um, have two sacraments where other traditions may have more than two, and that being baptism and um, um, Holy Communion. Yes, very well. Um, so tell us about uh, your your transition here to San Antonio. You were in Corpus for a while. Uh, I know that you it works by appointment. Is that what you said? Yes. So you're appointed at one place and then to another. So um, tell us about your transition into San Antonio. How long ago did that happen? Okay. How smooth has it been? I know that you, you said it's just a few months. but Yes, but you. God has been uh, very faithful in those months. Um, we are definitely um, have so much to offer in this parish, and we're seeking to make it more visible to the community because we are in a neighborhood. Um, we're next door to an elementary school. And we have a nationally accredited preschool, Mm. and we have completed a building two years ago, the Life Enrichment Building, which houses our Sunday school and this nationally accredited um, preschool. We also have a Kids' Day Out program, which is the precursor to um, engaging our children for preschool. And in this particular congregation, we are invested in building community. You were just mentioning before about how um, we really uh, aren't wired by God to be alone or isolated. We right. are to be in community. And community can look like a lot of different things um, in your small groups, in worship, in uh, events that ministry events that you plan. Um, but also I'm finding here is people call Universal City United Methodist their home. They have found a home there by God's grace, by uh, hospitality. And we really seek to 
to teach people how to be on a disciple's path because I feel that the word, oh, you're a disciple of Christ, is really stumbling. We like to unpack that for you through worship, through other um, classes and training. Another thing that um, we really uh, work to make it a, an opportunity to bring families together is a Wednesday night supper and then um, a prayer service and also what we call an academy when there's two or three choices of that, of um, areas that you could study in and mm-hmm. those rotate as well. So if whoever you are, I believe that you can find a way and a place. Uh, this congregation also has what they call homerooms. Some homerooms, which is a fellowship community, mm-hmm. have been together now over 30 years. And it's it's small group fellowship. They do things in mission together. Another aspect of uh, UC that I have really uh, embraced is they have been very serious about serving our neighbor. And there is a border ministry that um, we're very involved in going across the border to the orphanages, to um, congregations and holding like a Bible school mm-hmm. uh, for the children. But then we're also in the community doing things with RACAP, GRASP. Um, we have a shoebox ministry that goes to downtown and partners with other churches to serve the underserved as well. Wow. There are so many uh churches and individuals that uh, reach out beyond uh, the state and even our nation and around mm-hmm. the world and do so many wonderful things and missions. But the reality also is that we've got missions right across the street from where we live, exactly. from where we worship. There are so many different things that we can we can be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in our own community. Truly. And we don't have to, um, we don't have to sell Jesus. We, we need to be who Christ is. Yes. And we do a project called Cookie Evangelism, and we make lots and lots of homemade cookies. And we then even uh, prepare them so they're really attractive and beautiful. And we have a card on there that just thanks people for being the neighbor of our congregation. And, for example, this week we're going to go to retailers on Pat Booker and bring those cookies to them and just bless them. So, uh, you know, there's ways to just touch lives in a very transparent way. Why is it important for us as Christians um, to do more than just check the box, I went to church Sunday morning? Our life in Christ is about the whole of our life. When you come to worship, you are going to be enabled to go into your world um, renewed, refilled, refreshed. You'll be guided in ways to um, apply things to your life each and every day. Um, We can't compartmentalize who we are because we are God's children we are totally you cannot compartmentalize church i did church now i'm going to go do this Mm. um god created us as a whole and so again that's another area that i try to teach that uh we aren't compartmentalizing we are the whole of of god amen um what gives you the greatest 
satisfaction in ministry. There's so many different facets of ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, What do you really just love doing? What do you enjoy doing in ministry? Well, I love people. Okay, so that covers a lot of areas because I like to be with people. And uh, the area that really excites me in terms of impacting people is coming together to worship, to have worship be uh, not a ritual, but something that people can experience excellence. They can experience God um, maybe in different sensory ways. And so I have the greatest joy of working with music teams and worship teams um, because also within the worship service, we communicate things about how we serve our neighbor. It's just the most beautiful place to prepare us to go into worship. And I'll tell you, worship is preparation. It is not something. It is prayed over. It Mm. is discerned. It is woven together with themes. And then when we worship, we go out and scatter. Yeah. If I catch myself being the person, where I've kind of grown cold in that area where I go to church mm-hmm. and the time of worship is really nothing more than just, I'm going to sing a couple of songs and sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some practical things that I can do to get deeper into a meaningful worship to the almighty God? I will say key is find the congregation that speaks to you. Mm. There's so many ways of worship in terms of style, in terms of um, liturgy. And liturgy really means the work of the people. It's the prayers that we might say together. Um, And I just encourage people to find a church home because there will be things that resonate for you. The contemporary service resonates for another part of our um, community in our church. Uh, Having Holy Communion every week really is helpful. Or the midweek, 6 o'clock, just come and pray um, is going to speak into the lives of people. So um, I just ask people to just be open to continue the search Mm -hmm. for where they find God speaking to them. You've mentioned Holy Communion a couple of times, and I want to dig into that a little bit. There's been uh, different thoughts on, on communion, and I'd just like to know yours. Um, there are some people that feel that, well, you have to be a certain age. You have to, you know, be able mm-hmm. to do these two, three things before you can do it or, or else you can't. Uh, some people will take communion once a year on Easter Sunday. Some mm-hmm. will do it once a month. Some do it every week, uh, mm-hmm. such as it is at, uh, at Universal City UMC. So, um, talk a little bit about why it's so important to you and to the church to, uh, do this and remember Christ every week. Well, this again is a a distinction of the United Methodist tradition that the table is an open table. um, And this is not a critique of any other tradition, but for our denomination, um, the youngest child can come and receive Holy Communion. We just ask that people uh, recognize that Christ Christ is present in their lives, that Christ um, is a God that forgives them. Just, you know, we're not the discerner of who is eligible. Mm. 
we create the invitation. That's good. Also, in our tradition, I am not the host of the table. Um, UC is not. UC UMC is not the host of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ is the host of the table. Um, so it is not an, a right of privilege because the communion table in our tradition represents Christ's sacrifice. It represents our thanksgiving. It represents even into the future our eternal life with Christ. It also reflects um, fellowship. We don't uh, serve communion solitarily. We do it in community. Mm. We recognize our need to confess. We recognize the need to remember all that Christ did for us. And um, I just had a fascinating discussion with um, some parishioners last night about how I am using different liturgies for communion as opposed to one that's in the hymnal because I believe that we can hear God's story differently um, in in text that has the elements that we we require, including the consecration of the elements. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so people are discovering the communion experience to be something more than um, just coming down front and getting some juice and some, some bread. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today in our conversation. I'm uh, here with Pastor Linda Baumheckel, the pastor at Universal City United Methodist Church that is located at 90 Wynn Avenue in Universal City. Um, if you would like to find out more information about the church, uh, you can call 210 210- Six five nine five 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 five. Again, the number is two ten six five nine fifty five fifty five. You can also find out more information online at ucumctx.org. That's the acronym for Universal City United United Methodist Church, Texas. That's ucumctx.org, and you'll find out uh, uh, all about the ministry. And you're of course you're invited to uh, attend the. Uh, Community ser- or communion service, rather, uh, Sundays at 8.15 a.m., the contemporary, contemporary worship service at 9.30, followed by another worship service at 11 a.m. Pastor, tell us about the, um, just the, uh, what would someone expect when they walk in the doors uh, there at your church? They would find a welcoming hospitality um, people that would greet them, show them where they need to go, um, and they would find people that want to engage them and not just keep them isolated. That's all wonderful. For someone that um, that feels the urge to do more than just attend, to be mm-hmm. involved, to serve in some capacity, what are the steps? What does someone have to do in order to, to get involved? If, if we have a, just a registration that they have been in worship, they are contacted by us um, in a couple of ways, by a home visit and then also f- by me. And um, we give them, when they come as a guest, a packet, and it identifies all of the mission areas or areas that they want to connect with, and the contact information is there as well. When someone says, this is my home church, I really want to make my vows of presence and prayer and service and gifts and witness, um, we also have a stakeholders and service card 
so people can really reflect on where they feel they're called. And also we have a spiritual gifts inventory, Mm -hmm. which also can help um, the pastoral teams um, discern and, and engage people. So we have a responsibility as the parish or the church to help engage our guests. Indeed. Is there something that you're not doing right now that is is something in your prayer list that you're saying, God, help us to be able to do this? Is there something or maybe a dream or a vision or something that you have uh, deep inside your heart that you would like to do that maybe is in the early stages of development or has not yet started? I would say has not yet started. We as a congregation want to be the healthiest church that we can be. And so we are participating in um, an opportunity with our conference to go through um, a discernment period of what do we do well and what can we do better. Hmm. And so we've opened ourselves up in prayer and uh, study and even statistical things. And in August, we're going to be then getting feedback from the Healthy Church Initiative, and they're going to walk alongside us as we begin to look at the areas that we know that God wants us to uh, mature in, to um, grow in. And so um, I, I thank God that our congregation recognizes that we must always be working for highest and best purposes for God and that sometimes calls for professional support. So we're excited about what the Healthy Church Initiative is going to be showing us as well. We being the church, us individuals, mm-hmm. uh, the body of Christ, we being the church, how can we look towards living a healthier Christian life versus getting so bogged down by our everyday life here on earth? Mm-hmm. I believe that involves teaching. Um I had a very profound question given to me at a spiritual formation academy uh, last week, and one of our presenters said, we need to look and reflect on who is my Jesus, Mm -hmm. because even the Ku Klux Klan, if you heard what their statements were, they came from a this is my Jesus point of view. Mm -hmm. So we must uh, know who is my Jesus that I am modeling my life after, that is influencing whom I am becoming and is shaping me. Wow. And, uh, that was a biggie. Yeah. So we got to get our, our nose in the word. Absolutely. And understand it and Absolutely. ask for that discernment and, and wisdom and knowledge to be yes. able to really know who Jesus Christ is. And who, who am I serving? Yeah. And this Holy, this Holy Spirit that operates in us now and is here with us and mm-hmm. how we can best serve the kingdom of God. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to share another distinction that I am just so um, thankful to be a part of the United Methodist tradition. Um, Our congregations, even though we do things on the local front, because we are a denomination, our congregation can make an impact in Ecuador. Our United Methodist uh, resources is there working with Red Cross. And we do that by paying almost like a tithe back to our denomination so that their different agencies can represent us. I might not be in Japan, but through our giving back into our conference as a church, we are able to be throughout the whole wide world. How awesome is that? (laughs) And then they also make inroads for us to connect as volunteers and mission into larger areas, Texas, Louisiana, 
So um, the Methodist Church is a very vibrant um, denomination in terms of recognizing we are partners in Christ throughout the world and to serve the world, whether they be Christians or not, because our witness will do all the work. Amen. Well, we're very grateful, thankful for the United Methodist Church. And Pastor, I want to give you an opportunity as we get ready to close to give a personal invitation to folks to come out and be with you. Well, I would love to do that. Uh, Do not be discouraged by um, the location of tucked into a neighborhood, but actually it has such a beautiful vision of being in community. And uh, I want you to come because I want you to discover who God is today, who is God yesterday, who is God for tomorrow. Um, Your life is not complete without knowing this Jesus. And so I I encourage you to come out and really get a good message and get some uh, community love and and recognition uh, in a way that's comfortable. And uh, I also want to invite you to come to our Sunday school classes at 930. We have a variety of studies going on at this time. But most of all, I invite you to just come and receive what God has for you at Universal City United Methodist Church. Well, thank you, Pastor, and we want to echo those words here at KSLR. Please get involved. Please uh, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and uh, be a part of the local community church. Universal City uh, United Methodist Church is located at 90 Wynn Avenue inside Universal City, Texas, just our neighbor to the northeast of San Antonio. Uh, the phone number, if you'd like to call and get more information, is 210-659-5555. Again, that's 659-5555. And you can always go online to find out more information there as well at ucumctx.org. I'm Mark Longoria, thanking you for being a part of our show today, The Church of the Week with Pastor Linda Baumheckel. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.